to the latest CopCast podcast for Cop Left, brought to you by World Football Index. Um, joining me to discuss the most recent happenings with Liverpool FC, including the, the game against Newcastle at the weekend, are Johnny Henderson in Donegal, uh, or in Belfast via Donegal, and uh, Dave Dunning also in Belfast. So how are you doing, Johnny? All's good, my man. All's good. Nice one. Good to have you back on. And... Dave, how are you doing, man? Been a long time? Yeah. Yes, good, thanks. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while. Nice to speak to you again, man. In fact, both years, obviously. So uh, let's fire on in then. And uh, Liverpool against Newcastle. Newcastle won, Liverpool won. Not a great result. And for the first time in a while, not really a particularly good performance either. So where do you stand on this one, Dave? How did you see the game? Pretty poor, wasn't it? It's it's hard to put your finger on exactly what's not functioning at the minute, but something something isn't working properly. The, it it seems to me that that the the pressing isn't there, and with the way we play that high up the pitch and the way we leave our centre backs exposed, if we don't press a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time, then the likes of John Joe Selvey is going to get time to 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 play a pass right in between the two centre-halves, and then we're in trouble. And for me, CLV had far too much influence over the game. Um, a player like that was shouldn't be dictating how the game flowed and how Newcastle played. We shouldn't have allowed him to do that, but he just got far too much time and far too much space in the middle of the park sitting in that deep position. I don't know if that's got to do with the midfield. I don't know if that's got to do with Firmino not being on the pitch, but they got all their success from him, and we just the few times that we we did get get in round the back, we 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 didn't capitalise. Genie has a good chance from a corner. He's unlucky with Lovren fluffs the follow up. Manny smashes the, the follow follow up into the, the side net, and Sturridge should bury one where they basically give us a give us a goal on a plate, and he contrives to to hit it straight at the keeper. Um, and for him, that's you know. This this was a great opportunity for him, and there there was a great opportunity within a great opportunity, and he didn't take either of them. How much success we're going to have with him playing playing in that position um, was always was always a question and an unanswered question up until now. But um, it doesn't seem to be having the effect that we hoped it would. It's a tough one at the minute. It's it's trying to put your finger on what's changed from last year because this isn't one of those days anymore. It is the it's the it's the model. It's the it's the form, the form book, unfortunately. So we need to do something to get ourselves out of this this hole we've managed to dig for ourselves. It was an interesting one you mentioned a couple of times. We got round the back. And, Johnny, we did have a, a, a few chances, uh, notably in the first half. I think the second half we, we kind of dropped off again, as has been sort of the pattern uh, in recent weeks and perhaps for, for most of the season so far. We seem to be lacking a composure in front of goal, I think. Uh, would you agree with that? I mean, uh, those those chances that uh, Dave mentioned there were, were snatched at, weren't they, really? I mean, and, and by players who have scored goals already this season and, and have a good record in front of goal. I think it's a worry when, when you're missing chances. I think it's a bigger worry when you're not creating anything, to be honest. But I think on, on Sunday, probably it's fair to say, Manny just didn't look... His normal self. He almost looked like he potentially was carrying a knock or something. There was the one where Salah played a lovely ball through to him with the outside of his left foot, and he just didn't seem, you know, the manner that we've seen against Arsenal. 
a few weeks ago. He he was just taking that ball on. He was going through in the keeper and he was he was burying it. So he just seemed a bit short. I think it didn't help either that you know Sturridge had a real bad game. And you know I think a lot of people were seeing looked at Newcastle and seen Sturridge starting. You know Firmino's Firmino's definitely had a blip in form. Um, especially, I think it's more or less coincided with that penalty. Um, since he missed that penalty against Seville and then the Champions League, he just uh, his levels dropped. So I think everybody was okay with Sturridge coming in, but he himself, um, as Dave's already said there, you know, he's he's got to score that. He hits it straight at the keeper. And the funny thing about Sturridge, he looks like somebody. I'm not saying he's carrying weight, but. He looks like somebody who's done a lot of work and bulking up. He looks his upper body looks like it's bulked up a lot. But one of the things you always associate with Sturridge was really quick feet, really nimble, and he would just you know those little shimmies and stepovers and getting away from people. And everything he did um, on Sunday just looked laboured. He just looked slow. He looked a yard behind what you're used to. It didn't look like he could burst away from people, and it was quite concerning. The level he played at, so you know when you fire into the mix that Manny had a had a bad day and Sturridge wasn't there. Yeah, you know we were. Having said that, for all the talking about the missed chances, I think what you said at the start is right as well. We didn't play well. I think that was more concerning. There's been games recently where we've really taken the game to the opposition and really we've only had ourselves to blame for missing chances we did nothing in that second half it was really really flat and for me that was that was the the main worry is how flat we looked in the second half when really Klopp sent them out early we, I think we were all expecting a bit of an onslaught and it just never materialised so that that to me is the biggest worry the second half was well we tailed off we tailed off drastically um, and I don't think I don't know. I mean, I, you mentioned the lineup there, and um, you touched on storage. And is it? I mean, is it a fair assumption to, to say we were kind of happy enough with that lineup? We had um, people had spoken about Firmino in the in the build up. The fact that he looked a bit leggy. You mentioned there they hadn't had hadn't been in great form maybe since since the penalty miss. Maybe that had weighed on him. But I mean, he. he he has played pretty much the most minutes, probably of any player in in the last couple of seasons. So we saw Sturridge not deliver again. Is it fair though? I mean, is, is it fair to judge him uh, on on sort of one game? Because uh, he, you know, he doesn't really get that many starts. In fact, hardly ever. Um, can it just be an off day? I mean, uh, it was mentioned pre-pod that he, he might never be the same player again. He's not the same player we had. Is he done? Um, have do we have sort of? Are our minds coloured by thirteen fourteen, and um, we really need to kind of accept that we need a serious upgrade there, or or can he can he perform at any kind of level for us? What do you make? What do you think on that one, Dave? It's painfully obvious to me that Sturridge is, is a much better player when he's playing in a two. You always seem to get the best form of Daniel Sturridge whenever he has someone playing up alongside him. And I never was 100% convinced that he fits in that central role in that front three. I just don't think he's, he's the right type of player to fulfill the requirements that that position demands. But in saying that, I, I do think his performances have dropped. He doesn't get a lot of starts, you're right. I think he started against Burnley, 
didn't really influence the game, although he, he was decent, but he didn't really influence the game. You know, he misses, misses that blatant chance he, he's put in in the first half as well, where he, he kind of scuffs it under the defender, it bounces up and bounces up and hits the defender's arm. It's 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 actually his poor first touch that the goal stems from as well when Henderson plays a ten yard pass into his feet and he miscontrols it and and one pass to Shelby and 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 they're they're in behind us. So you know it, it is concerning for me and the likelihood is that he, he's not the same player. His body's been through so much that I don't think that it's able to to manage the demands that he used to place upon himself because he doesn't have that that sharpness. He doesn't seem to have the, as, as Johnny said, the, the quick feet. And he, Johnny, you hit the nail on the head. Everything he, he does seems to look just a bit laboured. So, you know, I, I don't know. Un, unless we're maybe going to try him alongside someone, him and Firmino, him and Solanke. Um, I, just, I just don't know if, if him in that central position is is what's best for the team. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting conundrum because obviously Firmino's been been getting a few um, a few harsh words on on Twitter. Uh, most not many players kind of escaped that, but I mean, the criticism has been kind of ramped up uh, last few weeks because of his lack of goals and you know his perceived poor performance. Are we are we kind of resigned to the fact, uh, Johnny? Although Firmino has fantastic qualities um, and does lead that line so well and works so well in that system last last season and has already at times this season. Always resigned to the fact that essentially though there is there is no backup there. I mean if 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 Sturridge can't really do the same job and, and Solanke's essentially an untested, untried player. I mean it looked good into the season like Sturridge off the bench who Klopp was telling everyone that he's he, he looks really sharp. He looks he looks ready. I think we were all we were all happy with that as an option coming off the bench. I think with Firmino, the the thing with Firmino is he's 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 really good at pressing. He's really fluid. He helps the players around him massively. But there's no doubt about it. His goal return, which I thought would have been better this season, it's still not happening. He's still missing, you know. You could think easily of three, four really good chances this season that he that he should have stuck away. And that part of his game seems to be, you know, doesn't seem to have, have progressed. And and by the same token, if he's you know if he's dropping into the pockets and being unselfish, which is his game, you know, Firmino is a very unselfish player. What you really need is, you know, your Mane's and your Salas. Buying it in the buying it in the goals. Generally speaking, they've been doing that, but obviously it's just dried up a bit over the last sort of number of games, and that's exacerbating the, the problems. You know, I never subscribed to the view that you know there, there's a lot of people out there that have said Liverpool need top drawer, world class number nine, and I always would have looked at our our attacking stats and the number of goals that that the team were scoring, and you know. The, the obvious thing to say is, well, we're scoring goals, we're just not keeping clean sheets it's on the defence. But I think, you know, we are, we are. It's, it's early days, but you are sort of looking at things at the moment and thinking, what would a really on-song clinical number nine bring to this team um, if, if, we're, if they're putting away them chances? But then the other side of the coin is, would we still create that many chances with that type of player? 
as opposed to if Firmino is very unselfish in movement. And I guess we don't know that. But at the minute, there's no doubt it's a real rocky spell and we need him back because he's one of our best players. We need, we need, there's no doubt we need him to get his head right and we need him back. And we definitely need him for you know, uh, in a couple of weeks. It's absolutely key that he gets back and gets his head right and gets back in the groove. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long season. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned the kind of the last few games there, and I sort of want to broaden this out now from the game, which which obviously was uh, was another disappointment, and we've sort of grown used to them over the, the last few weeks, and that's why I don't really want to go into it in, in too much detail. The game itself, but um, sort of stretch it out a little. I mean, we've had since the since the last international break, we've had what um, two games in Europe in the Champions League. We've drawn them both. We've played Man City in the league uh, and lost. We've played Burnley in the league and drawn. We've played Leicester in the, uh, in the league and won, 3-2. We've gone out in the League Cup against Leicester, 2-0. And we had that uh, draw at the weekend there against Newcastle. So we've not we've not done particularly well. Um, there's only one, one win in there. We've hit another international break now. Um, so it's kind of kind of been a mini crisis last few weeks, a bit like January last year. So what's wrong, Steve? What's wrong? Um, we we saw this team last year, this attacking, this, this attacking unit, put things up, and the balance just doesn't seem quite right. They're not quite functioning as as we like them. So how, how do we fix it? Good luck. Good luck with um. Good luck with this. <laughs> I was going. I was going. to say, how do we fix it? Right. Okay. Is it a confidence? Is it a confidence thing? Is it a personnel thing? Do we need the? Is the balance wrong? Um, the, the way the way I look at things, Neil, is normally there's normally there's never just one reason. It's normally a combination of different things. Um, people tend to people tend to, to fixate on on one specific reason as to why something isn't working properly. And 99 times out of 100, it's not just one thing. You can't just, you know, you can't just fix one one issue and expect everything to be rosy in the garden again. I think we've talked an awful lot about the attack, but, you know, I saw today that only twice in, in the Premier League era have we began a season worse defensively. We can we'll talk about the attack until the cows come home, but... Until we sort out the issues at the back, I don't think it really matters how how well our attack is functioning. Um, you know, the one game we do win, we win three two for crying out loud. You can't continue to win games three two and four three, and 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 you know it, it's it's not it's not sustainable for for success and a in a in the capacity of of a league title challenge. You just can't do it. I don't know if potentially. The forward players feel that little bit extra pressure to put the chances away because they just know. We all know that the likelihood that we're going to keep a clean sheet is slim to none. And the goals that we concede, they're all fucking car crashes. Like They're awful. Teams don't have to work hard to score against us. It's been called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I suppose in one way or another that, that's right because... We're giving the other teams the self-belief to fulfill it because they know that they're going to be given a chance. So they know if they keep it tight, if they do what Benitez did, um, try to exploit us in behind with early balls, um, then they're going to get success at the other end of the pitch. And, and if they only concede one or two goals, then they've always got a chance. So 
we don't have that fear factor. Um, I think it's worth having a conversation as to how much we miss the players that aren't there from last season and how much is that influence on how we play and how we defend. Now, I'm not saying that this is a reason. I just think it's an interesting conversation to have to say, what do we look like if Lallana's in there? More interestingly, what do we look like if Klein and Milner are, are, are two fullbacks? I, it's, I, th- I just think it's... I just think it's an investing conversation um, because certainly they, they don't give us the same going forward. Absolutely not. Um, but we're not really putting the ball in the back of the net at the moment. Um, so it's kind of irrelevant. Um, what do we lose with with the likes of Trent or or Robertson or Moreno playing fullbacks? How much of an issue has that been for the rest of the team to adapt to having to do that extra covering because those guys are just getting, getting higher up the pitch and, and being in more advanced positions? There's that. There's the the fact that the, there seems to be absolutely no communication between the two centre halves, and they can't even do the simple thing like one man mark and one man sit free whenever there's you know one player up with two of them. You know you should never be beaten in a two on one scenario, which is amateur. So that's again, you know, what we do with those two agents, I, I just don't know. Um, so in short, the answer to your question is Neil. I've got absolutely no idea. The defensive had gotten off lightly in the in the during the, the pod so far, and you know it's another it's another poor goal to concede um, right through the spine. And and I mentioned the defence, and I mean Milner's an interesting one you bring up because the rumour is that he he basically doesn't want to play at left back anymore. Isn't isn't really being considered for that role, and that's why you're you're getting Klopp kind of talking about him only doing midfield training and and whatever. A lot of our goals come through the middle um, and and look like horrendous kind of car crashes for that reason. So, I mean, this is the spine we've got now, Johnny, until, um, until January at the very earliest. Can we, can we firm it up? What can we do? I don't think there is an awful lot we can do. Um, you know, when you talk about what's wrong, I think it's a very easy, the very easy one to throw at Liverpool is you know, your defence is crap. And there's a lot of merit in, in saying that. You know, the, the centre-halves aren't good. And as Dave says there, you know, that goal is... Uh, there's a guy I work with and he coaches, you know, an under-15 side. And he told me he'd be going absolutely bickies at, at their centre-halves if they conceded a goal like that. Because you'd have to be sleeping to concede a goal like that. So there's no doubt there's, there's that. There's a calamitous element to it. But I think as well we've got to we've got to look at what's in front of that as well. And our midfield is it's not functioning well. It's really not functioning well. I mean, from the very first game at uh, at Watford, they, they were terrible that day. You know, they, they they didn't function. I think it was Henderson, Chan, um, and and Wijnaldum played that day. Um, they don't function. I think the biggest criticism of, of Liverpool, you would say, in the midfield area is we we genuinely don't control a game. I think we're Liverpool. We 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 can dominate the possession stats in games. We can dominate the the shot stats. You know, it looks like we're having loads of shots, loads of shots on target. This, that, and the other. But we never really control a game in the sense that you feel safe. And I think with a midfield that's that's dominant. 
that's something where you can sometimes sit back in a game and you can, you know, have a look at the game and see how it's going and, you know, bet in and tighten up when you go one nil up. You never really get that from from our midfield that they really have a grip of the game. You always feel that the opposition can just run right at the heart of us and and, and get a lot of joy really, really easy. It was something that, you know, we didn't address in the summer. You know, Kato would have been a big, big player to bring in there. Henderson's had a couple of good games recently, and I'm not going to take that away from him. I, th- I thought he was good for, for for the two games. You know, he was good at Leicester. He was good out in, out in Russia, Champions League. But he, he's not positionally aware. Um, and even for the, and I know it was the centre halves when, when Sturridge lost the ball there. You know, you, you just look at that, the shape we were in with Henderson, the defensive midfielder supposedly, and the two centre backs. Um, there was not a lot there, I think. We've seen maybe a bit at Leicester where Chan was sort of coming, was sort of refining his role a bit more and, and coming back and sitting in more. And I think that's the only way until we permanently sort of fix that. I think for me, Neil, the midfield's a big, big problem and that we, we, we've we got a bad defence. We've got bad centre-backs. We know that. But the, the control we offer, and we've got to say it again, I mean, what is it with Wijnaldum? You know, the game against Arsenal, we won 4 0. He looked like a world beater in Anfield that day. He really does go missing. He has minimal, minimal impact, albeit he was unlucky not to score at the weekend, but he really doesn't impact games away from home. And that has to be a big worry. And with Lana, we don't seem to have a lot of options to change it. And, that, and that's the reality of things. I think it's hard to see how Klopp does fix it without asking Chan to completely change his role. Yeah, when Alden's a, a, an interesting case, I heard stats, I think, on the Anfield Rap about his second half performance. And it, he, he was basically, you wouldn't have thought he was on the pitch from his numbers. Um, and he is unlucky at the start. He does get that. I mean, that's before that's before we score. He hits the post. And, um, you know, if that goes in, maybe it's a completely different game for him. But, but it is a worry and what to do with him. And, you know... I can see why Cham was left or rest rested for for the the game at Newcastle. Why when Alden was sort of given the nod in, in that three, um, but I assume, I'm assuming um, for both the year, Dave will come to you first. I'm assuming Emery Chan comes straight back in for the for the United game. Yeah, I think if nothing else, we're going to need his physicality. Absolutely, they are. Well, they, aren't they statistically like the biggest side in the Premier League? And that's no real surprise when it comes to Mourinho. Um, no, they've sort of quietly assembled that like yeah yeah it's just I think yeah, it's like getting on the uh, on a ride at an amusement park if you're going to play for a radio team you must be able to your head must be bar for me to be able to sign you so <laughs> you know you know they're 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 a big strong physical powerful side all over the pitch and we're going to need that in there with Wijnaldum it's it's a strange one I think there's been terms thrown around the way Klopp wants his midfielders to play in this circulating positions. You know, when Alden was the deepest player for the goal, Henderson was the one past the storage and he was higher. And I don't know if if they're asking those two, you know, when, when Henderson goes, when Alden to cover or the, whoever it is to cover. And, and I don't know if these guys are switched on enough or, or whether they understand it well enough to be able to do that effectively or whether Klopp's asked him to cover too much ground to do it effectively. 
Because too often, all of them, Chan and Henderson included, they seem to get caught like in between two pillars. Um, they're not quite the forward player. They're not quite the defensive midfielder. Because there's only one of them there, you know, there's, there's no protection. And he should either go and press Shelby when Shelby gets the ball and he doesn't do that, or he should drop off and try and cut off the pass and he doesn't do that either. And I just get the impression that that these guys are are being asked to, to kind of work it out for themselves and, and they don't seem to get it. And it's the same with the two centre-halves. You know, the centre-halves can do anything for that goal. Um, they could step up and play offside. They could drop off and anticipate the ball in behind. One could come across and mark and the other could sweep, but they just don't do anything. They, they don't seem to be able to make a decision within the game and ultimately we're, we're paying the price for it. So... It's difficult. The United games, it's it's just it's strange to see how that's that's going to pan out. Um, if it's anything like the last time, we'll not be able to get in behind them. We'll surrender too much of the midfield, and and they'll break. So you know, I, I'm I'm fairly, and it's not like me, but I'm fairly pessimistic the way we're playing at the moment going into this international break. You know, hopefully, um, we can kind of get a little bit of time away from the club that maybe everybody needs right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's an interesting one as well, the international break and um, how that sort of falls for us. We had players came back with, with little niggles and um, we just kind of weren't the same team, really. We didn't really click in the same way after after that break. But this time, as we mentioned earlier, it's coming on the back of um, a run of, of yeah, bad results, we're going to say. I mean, nobody's happy with draws. Uh, especially in games that you should be winning, we come back and we've got Man United at home. Uh, early kickoff, which is which I never really like on a, on a Saturday, but early kickoff anyway. So uh, on the 14th of October, then we're away in Maribor in the Champions League, which is obviously must win at this point. I I would say, um, and we've got Spurs five days later away in the Premier League, and then at home to Huddersfield. The um, Saturday after that, which is followed by Maribor at home in the in the Champions League. So I mean, you're coming back, you're looking at Man United, Maribor, Spurs straight away. Uh, big games, uh, games that we we won last year or or we did well in last year. I think we think we drew with United, but we um, we did well against Spurs in two fixtures last year. What do you think? Is this the tonic? Has the international break come at the right time? Can we come back and sort of hit the ground running here? Do you think the players maybe needed to, to get their head shard a wee bit and get a bit of a break? What do you think, Johnny? <laughs> I'll tell you after the, the United game. I mean, uh, it does feel like it. it probably does feel like it's come at a good time, to be honest. You know, just to just sort of break that up. Um, you know, on the face of it, we won at Leicester. We, we've we've, we've drawn at Newcastle we've taken four points from two away games but it doesn't feel like that because of what's gone on before you know since that um, Arsenal game I think I think the Seville game was probably in retrospect the Seville game had a much bigger impact on the team than maybe we we thought we thought at the time because that was psychologically it was it was a big it was a big game for this team it was the first game back in the Champions League Seville were the team that had ruined the season before last in the final and they were they they were probably really pumped up for it. They had them right where they wanted them. Then Firmino missed that penalty. 
and, and it went pear shape from there. You know, obviously they got the late goal. Firmino hasn't been right since. And just generally, we've we've struggled since that game. You know, the, the there just seems to be a bit of of doubt creeping in. Obviously, then but what happened at City, Manny being ruled out. There, there's been factors. So who who knows? I mean, I I don't think a break uh, can be a bad thing. Um, but obviously, even if we were playing well, you'd still be worried about United. Um, not so much because I think United are particularly brilliant. I don't subscribe to this view about United that there's the, somehow now the finished article. I, I don't think they've played anyone yet. I still think they're vulnerable. I still think you can get at them. But the way that they're set up and being so physical and strong at set pieces and the way Mourinho will bring them to Anfield, you've got to say it would take, uh, you'd need to be a very optimistic Liverpool fan to be confident of a of a victory there. But who knows? I, I, I think it's come at the right time. You know, as long as we can get players back without injuries and uh, get them there for that that game, you know, that could be the catalyst if we if we could just get up and running and beat United, it would feel very different. Yeah, I mean, it is the one. I mean, you, obviously the players are going to be up for it anyway. So it's sort of you know you, you can talk yourself into it being um, the perfect the perfect way to kind of kickstart the season again uh, if you want. Uh, it's always a it's always a sort of a humdinger. One way or the other, and we we tend to have they tend to not have a particularly good record around here. So I'm you know quietly optimistic, but at the same time, um, it is optimism. It's not really um, it's not really based on on anything right at this moment, especially looking at the form book. But so Johnny, I'll stick with you then. I mean, how do you see how do you see us lining up for you for United? Do you think do you think there's any going to be any kind of reversion? Do you think we might see a, a James Miller kind of talked into a stint at left back? Or coming back into the team at left back, or do you think we're kind of? Oh, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, to be honest, I think it's a funny one with Moreno. Moreno does still does stupid things. You know, he did that stupid, stupid tackle at the weekend where he ran around the guy and he just had a a petulant swing of the boot at him instead of just stand on his ground. And he is still prone to doing daft stuff like that. But listen. There's for me, uh, Moreno's not been a big problem for us this season. If anything, he's been fairly steady. You know, I think there's some people that no matter what Moreno does, they'll say he's brutal. Um, but Moreno for me has been pretty steady. I like the Robertson. I do not want to see James Mulner anywhere near left back ever again in a Liverpool shirt because everything he does slows it narrows pitch. He has to come in field. He's slow. He's ponderous, you know. At least with with Moreno, with Robertson, they, you know, they can get outside. Um, so I don't think that's the starter. Um, whether Klopp chooses to put it in the centre of the park's another thing, uh, completely. I mean, I think we can safely assume that, you know, Chan will be playing. Um, whether he, when Aldum's a good player at home in big games, so he's probably going to leave him out. There, maybe that's the solution with Ronaldo. Just don't play him away from home. Um, I think we'll see Cham back in the team. We'll see. I'm pretty sure we'll see Firmino uh, back in back in the team as well. Um, so the I think from a, stay in midfield. Or the... yeah, I think so. I think so because I think you know this is the sort of game where there's a doubt they're going to sit back and look to 
counterattackers. And I think if you've got Henderson and you've got Chan, you know, Klopp will feel that that's enough physicality in there for, you know, Maddic. Um, they're missing Pogba, which is a big plus for us, I think. I think he's a, you know, he's one of the players that, 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 that can really hurt you. One of the things I've, through the years about Lovren always managed to do well was he was always fairly solid against Everton and he was always fairly solid against Lukaku. So there's my famous last words before Lukaku scores a bloody <laughs> hat-trick or something. <laughs> but he always seemed to handle him fairly well. Um, but it'll be interesting. But I think, yeah, I don't think there'll be any big changes. I've seen Klopp when he's, when he's been under pressure. I think the team you'll see will be, you know, will be Mignolet, will be probably Gomez, um, probably put in someone like Gomez who thinks the likes of Rashford rather than, than Trent. Um, he'd play Moreno, Lovren, uh, probably Chan, uh, Henderson, and then it, I, I think he'll, he'll play. I think he'll play continue, although, as I say, when Alden's been good at home, and you'll see the front the normal front three there. Um, it's going to be a nerve-wracking game, that's for sure, because losing is pretty much unthinkable. We'd be 10 points behind them if we lost, which even for, you know, to be in that position in October wouldn't be very good reading for Klopp. No, absolutely not. It would, I mean, it would really look insurmountable. And seven, seven points at the minute is a is, is already a bit of a yawn, to be honest. Um and do you, I mean, do you basically go along with that, Dave? Do you have, with that sort of lineup? It's interesting. Would do differently. <coughs> what I would, what I would do. Oh. Well, what do you think he he would do differently? Even either or or both. I think playing uh, Chan Henderson and Wijnaldum is maybe a shout. I think he might look at that. I think when we were when we were grinding it out and and dogging it out at the end of last year when we needed results. Those are the three, and I can see that potentially being the three. And see, to be honest, we were functioning relatively well at the at the start of the season mm-hmm. with those with those three. Um, so I don't see any. I don't see. I don't see that there should be a huge shock if if he were to go that way. Um, continue potentially back out on on the left of the front three, and then maybe you've got. Um, you know, Mane or Salah to 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 come off the bench and influence the game in the last twenty five or thirty minutes, and then the only other, and this is a, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a wild one, but it's it's what he's going to do at right back because potentially James Milner could play right back. I, I'm just I'm only saying that I think Trent struggled in in the last game he played, if I remember, and and Gomez didn't have a great game. On on Sunday either, um, so I'm just wondering if he needs or if he wants a bit more experience in there um, and ask Milner to go out and do a job for him. Kind of the way Mourinho would sometimes do with Ashley Young, I guess, um, when he just kind of throws him in there randomly in these in these tight games. So something like that maybe, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, the only thing that I'm fairly certain of is that that. Madup and Lovren will start, and, and the goalkeeper. I play Bob Dan or something. It doesn't really matter, does it? Which goalkeeper you pick? Kind of like it <laughs> doesn't really. Bogdan. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter loads. Like which goalkeeper you pick, the minute does it? 
at the minute, I'd probably play Ward just because he hasn't really made any mistakes. So, yeah, I'll play Danny Ward. What the, but it'll be Man United. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm not full of a huge amount of enthusiasm at the moment. Yeah, it's difficult. It's been, it's been a tough few weeks. Like, I don't know. I'm happy, interested to to see. Yeah, what what he's going to do in the, that front three. I, I I don't think that's a bad shot. That midfield, Henderson, Chan, Wijnaldum. Uh, it was it was the midfield against Arsenal, and uh, I'd be interested to see whether it's. Um, I mean, obviously, Coutinho. We haven't really we haven't really talked about. Um, obviously, he's, he's settled back, back in. Um, scored a couple of couple of great goals. Um, played really well. Uh, you, you, you imagine he'll he'll stay in. However, he is he is over in Brazil. I think they've got two games. I think it's the usual thing, and it's going to be a an early kickoff, as we mentioned earlier. So there might be a, a possibility of him being being left on the bench. Um, as you say, we were we were functioning well earlier this season, uh, and that Arsenal game is an example of when we did. And Coutinho wasn't wasn't actually part of that. So I'd be interested to see what he does up front. Uh, I think it'd be. Um, I think it'd be nice for us to have some of that firepower on the bench, be it Coutinho, be it Mane, be it Salah, rather than just having a Sturridge or a Solanke uh, to bring on. So, um, yeah, we'll see what, which way that goes. Um, interesting what you say about Milner, both of you. It's interesting on uh, on both sides, because um, obviously Milner does kind of slow us down, and, and now the pitch, particularly on the left. Um, but it'd be interesting to see which which way he goes on on a couple of things there. I suppose we'll uh, we'll maybe come to a close there. I mean, anyone got any uh, any other topics which we've, we've not touched on, which we think we should bring up? Just on the Coutinho point, though, um, I think you know he has he really has shown his class because he came in the first couple of games, and I think there was that natural bit of. He was probably anxious himself. You know, he's obviously he's wanted away. He's wanted to move. It, it hasn't happened for him. He's come into the team and he's coming out of Anfield. And he was just a bit, he was snatching at things. He didn't look himself for a couple of games, you know, just getting back into the groove. He was coming off the bench. He looked a bit off the pace. And the game against Seville, he looked off it. And then I think the, the turning point for him was the, the, the first half in the 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 League Cup and came at Leicester because even though he got taken off, which was obviously the plan all along, he, he just looked himself in that half. He looked like himself. He was, you know, he was involved in everything. His touch was good. He was creating. He was dangerous. He was he, he was looking to get those those lethal sh- uh, shots of his in, and and he just carried that on them. And you know, in the in the in the league game against Leicester, then a few days later, he put in that ball for Salah, which was sensational. He scored the free kick, and then you know we haven't really talked about it because we're all a bit down in the dumps about it. But what a goal! You know what a goal that was on Sunday. You know, there's yep. there's 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 very very few players. I don't think anyone in the Premier League scored as many goals to the box. I think I read that over the weekend. They're, they're, he's just an unbelievable talent from that sort of range. And I think that's why in a game against United at Anfield where you know what Mourinho is going to be about, they're going to be closing off as much as possible. They're going to be retreating. They're going to be trying to hit us in the break. I think if there's one person you want getting the ball 30 yards from their goal against a packed defence, it's continue. 
So it's it's been good to see him settling and uh, showing his true form. Um, although he's probably looking at the Spanish league table and wondering <laughs> what he's done wrong uh, with Barcelona flying, but that's that's another matter. Yeah, he's he's a matter, isn't he? Um, he's he's. I'll take as I've, I've I've said it before. I'll take as many match winners in in the first eleven as you can possibly get, and he can he can win you a match by himself. And the form he's been in over the last you know four or five games has been absolutely superb. It's, it's the type of form we saw at the start of last season as well. It's no secret that I I like him higher up the pitch. I would tend to disagree with Johnny because I think that if you're playing him in that role in the midfield, I don't know how how close he's going to be able to get to the box and a game that that's going to be played kind of on, on the edge of United's 18 yard box or you know 20 25 yards from their goal I, I want him as, as high up the pitch as I can possibly get him so I would personally like to see him see him out on the left hand side but um, I, I think no matter where you play him he, he, he can he can score you a goal out of nothing and he can win you a game out of nothing even if he isn't involved even if he seems quiet or or doesn't seem to have influence in the game. He's just got that ability to be able to turn a game on its head in a matter of a couple of seconds. So, um, you know, long may it continue, but um, we need to we need to look at, at, at the other issues on the pitch and, and make sure that we get the best out of our best players. The likes of him, the likes of Mane, the likes of Salah. So, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's one real bright spot at the moment. Um, but, you know, we talked about the international break earlier on, and, and I think they're playing... They play a high altitude match. I think one of them as well, which which isn't which isn't exactly ideal for us. Um, but yeah, breaks come at the right time for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us are, are feeling like that, and uh, I'm with you on that one as well. Like, we all just need a bit of a break and come at it fresh in a couple of weeks, and no bad game really to come back to then um, then the game against United. So. I think we're, we're all going to be up, up for that. And on that note, then we will round it up for th- this episode of Copcast. Um, thanks very much to Dave and Johnny for joining me. And thank you very much for listening. Um, just remains for me to get the guests to let you know where you can find them. So, um, Dave, are you up to anything and um, plug in anything? And where can people find and follow you on Twitter and the like? Um, I'm going to plug the Dearly departed Tom Petty this week. Very sad. One of the greats gone. So yeah, just uh, be nostalgic and 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 tune into tune into Tom Petty um, when you get a minute. All right, nice one. Yeah, not not bad advice. And uh, how about you, Johnny? What's what's the plug in anything? No, I'll just say if anyone wants to give me a a follow, it's at Tubin Lad. You can expect most things Liverpool. And obviously there's a fair bit of politics going on in the world at the minute. So there'll be a bit of that as well. And I would echo Mr. Dunning's sentiments. Sad loss, Tom Petty. So if you've never listened to his music and you're on Spotify, go and have a wee listen. He really was one of one of the greats. He was he was fantastic. Yeah, indeed. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, you can find me on uh, on Twitter as well at nineteen eighty if you can if you can be bothered. Uh, otherwise you can catch us uh, periodically on, on Cop Left uh, so thanks very much again and uh, we'll be back after the international break <laughs> <laughs>